Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Total Dream Life Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Thomas Dickert, and we've got a great episode for you today. Uh, first of all, let's get into some news and notes. We have made it to episode 21. Like I said last week, we're working on some improvements to the format. We're working on some new ideas for the show. Uh, for example, today is going to be a part one. We know that. Um, so there's going to be more of a deep dive as we get into further episodes. Uh, so stay tuned. Let me know what you like about this episode. Let me know what you want more of because there's going to be follow-ups. All right. So what are we up to this week? Uh, over the weekend, we went to the Mermaid Parade in Coney Island, 41st annual Mermaid Parade. Ton of fun. A very weird, fun, um, inclusive, exciting kind of fun little parade that they put on in Coney Island in the summertime. Everybody dresses up. It's a really good time. We had a lot of fun. Spent a little time on the beach. Um, don't go to Coney Island Beach as often as we go to Rockaway. So it was nice to hang out there, although we did not go in the water yet. I'm sure it's still very cold, but it's about time to get in there. So hopefully over the next couple of weeks, there'll be a lot more beach days. Uh, stay tuned. Shout out to Rockaway. Uh, definitely excited to get out there and see the ocean and hang out on the beach and see all the people and the energy. It's a good time. It's one of the highlights of summer here in New York City is schlepping out to the beach. It's not close, but it's not that far. So it's pretty easy to get to. You just have to have a little bit of patience. Um, you know. But I also am very excited to get the bike down off the wall because riding my bike to Rockaway is one of my favorite things to do in the summertime. And uh, yeah, it's about that time. So remember, we've got some upcoming music in the neighborhood. Obviously, there's a ton of music, but let's remember to check out the Friends of the Pod, the Big Zero. Uh, they are playing next Friday, I believe, the 30th, at Our Wicked Lady. So if you just check out the Instagram for them or for Our Wicked Lady, uh, you'll get all the details about the show. It looks like it's going to be a great one, so I look forward to seeing you all there. Uh, last time we had a podcast meetup at the at a show was the desert shark show in chicago and that was a ton of fun so shout out to them as well uh i finally have finished uh bill walsh's the score takes care of itself i gotta say it's a very nice book um you know obviously it's one man's perspective and his experience um at the time that he existed in the world that he existed and you know there's definitely um, some lenses you can look at the book through. You can look at the book through the lens of being a football coach. You can look at the lens through the privilege that he had and the ability to act in the way he did. But I think as far as being a leader of men go and being a football coach, he was very innovative. Uh, he is responsible for what we now know as the West Coast offense, which is pretty much what every football team runs, some variation of. You know, or if they run something different, it's typically built on the offense that he created. Uh, he was an innovator, um, a deep thinker, but I'm really happy that I made it to the end of the book because I would say that the last couple chapters of that book are the most important, or at least the ones, the ones that resonated with me the most. You know, I'm not going to spoil the book for you, but I highly recommend checking it out. Make it through to the end. Um, you know, I'm at the last couple or when I finished the last couple chapters, it was really cool to see somebody kind of have the perspective on his whole career, talk about burnout, talk about things he would have done different, the things that mattered the most to him. Uh, and I think that you can listen to this book, even if you don't care about football 
and take away a lot of really cool insights into your life, into your leadership skills, into how you interact with your teams, how you're part of a team. Um, you know, you don't have to be the person in charge to be the leader. You can be a leader in the group um, by doing, you know, your bit to the best of your ability. But if you're interested, check it out. Great book, Real Page Turner. Um, and I'm excited to see what I get into next. I don't actually know what I'm going to start next, but I will figure that out today when I open my Audible app and see how many books I downloaded what, from the seminar in Chicago. Uh, let's see. What else have we been up to? Oh, the summer's going well. You know, one of the main focuses for our summer is this idea of having a balance between travel and being at home. One of the things we realized is like a red flag for when we're starting to burn out is when we've been sleeping away from our apartment, you know, more than a week or two in a row. So we're really focusing on having fun times away, but also restorative times at home. And that's going well so far. Uh, but I would advise you to constantly be looking at your calendar, look at what you can get rid of, look at what you want to prioritize, and really schedule the summer out. Because if you're not careful, it gets away from you. One day it is the solstice, and the next day it's mid-January. So the, the, the second half of the year is going to go by very quickly. That being said, uh, June is a great time for halftime check-ins. You know, see where you're at in the year, see where you're at with your goals, what you've accomplished, what you still want to accomplish, what's not serving you anymore, uh, what you can get rid of so you can focus on what's really important. Uh, this is a great time of year for that. So I've been reviewing my goals a lot, and it's been a pretty good year. You know, I'm making progress on a lot of things. We're on episode 21, which is still just very exciting to me. And I have a bunch of other stuff I've been working on. Some things are going really well. Some things I need to reassess or come up with new plans for. Uh, so that's an exciting time of year for that. You know? And one of the things I'm always talking to my team about is this idea that like, it's great to have year goals. It's great to have month goals or week goals. But at the end of the day, you don't need to wait for a new year to set new goals. If you want to have a goal for the next week, you could wait till Monday. Or you could start it on Wednesday. A week just means seven days. A year just means 365. So you don't have to wait until 2024 to start new goals or start new projects. So something to keep in mind when you're looking at what you want to do and how you want to get there. Well, we finished Star Trek Picard. Well, RIP uh, to the show. Um, the last season was definitely the best season. The second season can be deleted. It does not matter. Uh, but overall, it was a fun show. And uh, we really enjoyed it. So I'm excited to see what's next. There's a new episode of Star Trek Strange New Worlds that I'm very excited to get into. Uh, the first season of Strange New Worlds was awesome. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Uh, it's probably one of the best Star Trek shows in a very long time. So it's been a lot of fun. Uh, big win for the U.S. men's national team on Sunday. They took down Canada uh, very handily in the CONCACAF Cup. And they are looking great. Finally got themselves a striker. And things are looking good. Uh, the coach is back after a little bit away from the team. And, yeah, they, everything's looking good for 2026. So I'm very excited about that team. Very excited to see how they perform. Um, yeah, into it. And I'm very excited to go to the World Cup in two years. So anybody who's in the Northeast, I'll be having World Cup TDL podcast meetups at as many matches as I can get to. 
So stay tuned. We'll hopefully still be talking in two years, and hopefully we'll be meeting up there. Um, one thing I want to remind everyone, if you're in the Northeast, if you're in the New York City area, it's only been two weeks since the really big smog incident. It's bringing up a lot of things in my patients. It's bringing up a lot of symptoms. It's bringing up a lot of underlying issues or old injuries. So if you're not feeling so great or you're dealing with some stuff, I encourage you to get in touch with your chiropractor, get in touch with your healthcare practitioners, uh, and let them help your body de-stress from that major event that we had a couple weeks ago. A couple other things that I'm getting into real quick. I've been doing a lot of videos with this group called Human Garage. I would definitely check out Human Garage on Instagram. Check out their website. They're all about fascia release. We haven't done a fascia episode yet, but that has been in the pipeline for a while. Um, So I'm very excited. They have a bunch of different little challenges to work through, uh, little routines to go through to to help you basically take care of your body. They have a goal of reaching a certain number of people and helping them learn how to take care of themselves. Uh, Right now, I'm one of those people. Once I really have a better handle on what they do, hopefully I can be one of the people that helps spread the message. I've also been doing uh, some animal flow, which is like a primal movement workout thing. Uh, It's a lot of fun. As I get further into it, I'll talk more about that with you. Uh, Product of the week, I just got something called a hip hook which is a device used for releasing tension in your psoas. It's a plastic hook that you lay on top of. Um, It is pricey, which is my biggest problem with it. But besides the cost of it, I've found it to be transformative so far. Uh, And it's really been helping me release some of that tension that I was feeling in my back, some of that pain I was experiencing. Um, So I'll talk more about that as I get more into that. One other thing, a little news flash for the week. I've been seeing a lot of talk, a lot of buzz about something called saffron and using it as a supplement. So saffron's a plant or a spice, um, and the extract can be used uh, traditionally as a medicine. Uh, It has scientific benefits that have been documented as far as reducing your appetite, regulating your blood sugar, and things like that. But recently, all the chatter I'm hearing is about using it as a mood stabilizer, Um, mood stabilizers, nootropics, things like that, supplements that help your brain and help your mood and help your, you know, uh, how you feel and how you behave are very popular right now. I'm sure you've heard about them. If you haven't, I'm sure they're going to pop up in your Instagram feed or uh, in other targeted ads. If you want to know more about nootropics, we'll probably do a show about it at some point. But a lot of the basics go back to the basics in the supplement episode. You know, things like try things out on your own. If you see a difference and it's a positive, then consider using it. If you're not seeing a difference, it may not be worth your money. Um, Supplements can get pricey, but sometimes they can be helpful for people. So if you're interested in nootropics or you want to know more, reach out to me. I'm happy to talk more about it. Um, And that is about it. So... Without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. This is a topic that I'm very excited about, um, that I've been interested in in a long time, and that I think is going to make a difference in your life. So stay tuned, and here we go. Welcome to another episode of the Total Dream Life Podcast with me, your host, Dr. Thomas Dickard. I'm a chiropractor, meditation teacher, entrepreneur, and lover of life, and I'm excited to have you join me for this week's episode. 
Alright, and welcome to this week's episode. This week on the Total Dream Life Podcast, we are talking about heart rate variability. Heart rate variability, or HRV for short, is a very important biomarker and something that we can monitor to see how stressed our bodies are, how healthy our bodies are, how recovered from exercise we are, and how well we are managing stress over the long term. So what is heart rate variability? HRV is essentially the different timing in between the beats of your heart. So as we all know, we have a heart, and our heart pumps blood through our body, which brings fresh blood and oxygen and nutrients to all parts of our body and brings back deoxygenated blood to our lungs so it can get reoxygenated and keep spreading that goodness around in our body. Um, our heart beats a bunch of times uh, during the day, um, and every time it beep, beats, there's a slight variation in the timing between the beat. So heart rate variability refers to the amount of variability between heartbeats. Why would the heart beat at a different rate every time? Simple. Imagine a system of pipes. <clears throat> and in those pipes, we're going to pump water through them. And we have a pump. And the pump hits the same every time. It goes... And there's no variation. There's no difference in the beat. It's very much like a clock or a metronome. And over time, that constant pressure going through the pipes is going to start to wear at certain parts of the system. Certain places where the pipe turns or where the pipe splits are going to get more pressure. And over time, those parts of the system are going to wear out quicker because they're getting repeated stress over amount of time. Now, if we change how that pump works, and instead of going bump, 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 then it goes bump, 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 bump. Then the stress of each pump is slightly different, meaning that it's going to stress different parts of the system each time it pumps. And rather than hitting those same areas of the system with the same force over time and wearing down those little bits, it spreads that stress throughout the whole system, which makes the system more resilient, makes the system less stressed at certain places, and it makes it last longer. So this same thing happens in our bodies. If the blood pump hit at the same force and the same frequency every time, it's going to wear down certain areas faster. So what our heart does to compensate for that is it switches up the speed, the beat, it switches up the intensity of each pump, and that spreads the stress throughout the system. So this is a signal, when you measure it, of how resilient your body is and how well it's handling stress. So in our nervous system, our nervous system is made up of different parts. So one of those parts is the autonomic nervous system. And the autonomic nervous system is broken up into two parts. You've probably heard about these, but it's the sympathetic nervous system, which is our flight, fight, or freeze response. And then the parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest and digest. You know, our calm, relaxing. This is when our body does all of its healing, when it does our resting, when we digest our food. And the difference between these two parts are essentially how stressed we are right? So if you are walking through the woods 
and a tiger jumps out in front of you, boom, sympathetic nervous system's in charge. It's time to fight. It's time to run or it's time to hide. You know, adrenaline gets jumped into our system. We get the blood comes away from our torso and into our arms and legs. So we're our strongest, our fastest, you know, our pupils dilate and we're ready to fight. Uh, but once we get away from the tiger or we beat the tiger or escape the tiger, then the parasympathetic nervous system takes over. And this is easy to remember because parasympathetic is like parachute. So that's like us floating back down to homeostasis. The blood returns from our extremities into our core. We're able to digest food. We're able to heal any injuries, you know. The parasympathetic is all the things that help keep us healthy and keep us alive, but the sympathetic are all the things that help us survive. So if we're constantly in a sympathetic dominant state, we're stressed out all the time. And ironically, this happens a lot to people because even though we don't encounter tigers on the street, we spend all day stressing out about work, stressing out about taxes, stressing out about families and commitments and football teams and, you know, whether or not the next episode of Star Trek is going to be good or bull or not good, uh, trying to keep this PG over here. <laughs> so essentially, your autonomic nervous system wants to have a balance between sympathetic and parasympathetic, and HRV is a measure of the balance between the two. So a high HRV is going to be showing us that we have a healthy balance, a healthy sympathetic tone. Um, it also sh it shows us that we have a healthy heart. So everyone has a different baseline for their heart rate variability. So there's not like a number that you have to hit. But for each of us, there should be a goal of improving and increasing our heart rate variability uh, based on what our specific baseline is when we measure it. Uh, stressed out autonomic nervous system is going to lower our HRV. And if we're chronically stressed over a long period of time, it's going to show up in our heart rate variability. Uh, lower heart rate variability can also be a signal of disease. Things like heart disease, obviously, but anxiety and depression are also big effectors of our heart rate variability. So by measuring heart rate variability over time, we can see how the things we're doing to improve our anxiety and depression, um, how effective it is, because you're going to see a change in your heart rate variability. So basically... The potential of HRV, of heart rate variability, is this that, that it can be a biomarker for assessing disease risk and monitoring the outcomes of our treatments. Um, we can use it to optimize our athletic performance. Our HRV is very much affected by our workouts and our recovery. So recovery is one of the most popular podcasts we've done. Um, and if you can monitor your HRV, you can see how ready and how recovered you are from your past workout, how ready you are for your next workout, and you can make informed decisions on how intense you want that day's workout to be if you can see how stressed out your body is. Um, it can also be a marker to help you see how relaxed you are, how your meditations and things like that are working. Um, you can see uh, basically where your body's at. You know, the, it's a readiness score is what um, I think they call it at Garmin. You know, how ready your body is for that day, how recovered you are. Um, one of the cool things, we're going to talk about trackers in a bit, but it essentially will give you a score for the day and will tell you, oh, you can push it today, or maybe today would be a better rest day. Maybe today is the day that you take off completely or you do a light exercise. Um, but yeah, HRV, it's really cool. So 
There are some dream life practices, obviously, for improving heart rate variability. They're going to sound pretty familiar because the dream life the dream life is such a great concept because it covers so much of what we want to do. And it's not like, oh, well, you do, you do exercise to improve this, but exercise doesn't improve that. So first thing off the bat, regular exercise. Consistent, regular exercise over time is the best thing you can do for your HRV and for your overall health. Um, exercise is free, or at least it can be. It's widely available. Anyone can do it. Uh, there's very little negative side effects, if any, and it's going to increase your health. It's going to increase your performance. It's going to increase your libido. It's going to increase your longevity. It's going to make you a least vulnerable person. It's going to make you more resilient. It's going to make you healthier, happier, live longer, and have more fun. So exercise is something we should be doing almost every day. And we want to be doing at least like 30 minutes of moderate exercise every day, mixed in with some days of higher intensity and mixed in with some lower intensity days. And you can use HRV to tell you which kind of day it should be. Um, Sleep is also a huge one. Like we've talked about many times, sleep is the foundation of your health. You can't be healthy if your sleep habits are trash. So you want to focus on consistent sleep, you want to focus on the right amount of sleep, and you want to focus on deep, restorative sleep. Feel free to check out the sleep podcast because there's a lot of great uh, tips and tricks in there. Uh, And then also, HRV can be really good, or you can improve your HRV by reducing the stress in your life. Stress negatively impacts your HRV, just like it negatively impacts other systems in your body. So things to do uh, to manage the stress in your life can be very important. So helpful techniques are things like yoga, meditation, deep breathing exercises, um, being out in nature. I don't know that we've talked about this so much, but there's a lot of scientific benefits to just spending time uh, nature bathing or being out in the woods, you know, walking through, going hiking, walking up a mountain. Uh, being out in nature has a very restorative and calming effect on our bodies and our nervous system. And it's something that we can be taking advantage of on the cheap, on the regular, and it can make a really big difference in our lives. So summertime is a great time to get out and go hiking, find some local trails, go camping, uh, anything to get out in nature and really just help calm your nervous system, improve your HRV. It's an easy, breezy way to do it. You know, get out on a boat in a lake and just lay there for a few hours. Um, One of the things recently that my therapist has kind of challenged me with is this idea of doing nothing, uh, which is very hard for me. Uh, I always am like thinking of what to do, what can I work on, what can I change, what can I grow? Um, But the idea of doing nothing can be very calming uh, once you get the hang of it. And one of the one of my favorite places to do nothing is to be in the woods or to be on a lake or to be on a beach and just relaxing and just enjoying being alive, being on this rock, flying through the, you know, flying through space, orbiting a sun and uh, just taking it all in. There's a, there's a good argument to be made that that's kind of what we're here for. I doubt that the reason that humans evolved over, you know, millennia was so that we could have credit scores and homework. Uh, So get outside, get into nature. It's kind of our birthright and it's kind of where our bodies are the happiest. So highly recommend and it improves your HRV. So it's a win-win. Moving on. Um, Eating a healthy diet obviously is going to make your body more resilient. 
It's going to reduce stress. It's going to calm your nervous system. It's going to make you feel better. And it's going to improve your heart rate variability. So as always, you know, have a wide variety of food. Make sure there's a lot of vegetables, some fruit, um, clean, healthy proteins. And yeah, not too much, not too little. Nice variety. That's kind of the food uh, way to improve the HRV. Um, so some things to avoid if you want to improve your heart rate variability. Alcohol and caffeine both stress your nervous system. They stress your body out, and they very negatively affect your heart rate variability. Um, heart rate variability is something your body does best when it's relaxed and it's happy. You know, when you're having too much caffeine and too much alcohol and negatively impacting your sleep and you're not getting the right recovery, your HRV goes down the toilet. So something to consider. You know, it's summertime. There's a lot of opportunities to meet friends for drinks and things like that. And you want to be intentional. If you're drinking every single day, every single night, it's going to negatively affect your heart rate variability. So be intentional. Uh, and the other thing to be atten uh, intentional with is medications. So medications can also negatively affect your heart rate variability. Uh, something to talk to your doctor about to see um, if you're on the right medications, if you still need to be taking the medications you're taking because they can have impacts on your health and your heart rate variability. So you want to be intentional with those as well. But as always, that is something for you to talk to your pharmacist and talk to your medical doctor about because uh, they'll have more information. So how do we improve our heart rate variability? Very quickly, um, there's a couple different things. Biofeedback is you can do biofeedback training. So you're essentially using sensors or trackers so that you can see how your heart rate variability is, see how different things affect it, and see what you can do to improve it. Uh, it'll help you learn and understand how being stressed out feels versus how being in your parasympathetic nervous state feels. And the better, once you figure out how that feels, all of a sudden you don't need the trackers anymore. Once you know how it feels to be in your parasympathetic nervous system, you can very quickly tell if you're in a stressed out state or not. Um, HRV training is similar. So that's when you're using the biofeedback devices to specifically train your heart rate variability. So like HeartMath has a training program that they teach you how to control your heart rate variability and how to improve it. Um, doing things like yoga can be very helpful because, again, it's calming our body. It's calming our system. It's making us healthier overall, which improves our HRV. Meditation. I feel like I've said yoga and meditation on all 21 episodes. Uh, so it's probably important to be doing things like this. Exercise. Uh, again, um, you know, and then, like, you know, figure out the things that work for you. Try different things. Um, anything you can do to de-stress your body, to make it healthier, should positively impact your heart rate variability. But play around with the things you like to do and see what works best for you. There's no cookie-cutter solution here. And what works for me might not work for you or might not work as well for you. So get out there and try different things. This is a huge rabbit hole. You could spend the rest of your day looking up heart rate variability. Um, it's something I've been chewing on for years. So I'm very excited to bring this to you. And uh, yeah, let me know what you find out, what questions you have. Let me know uh, what excites you about heart rate variability or what you're trying to see if you can improve it or if you have any uh, stories or experience working with your heart rate variability. Let me know on Instagram. We'll share it with the crew. Uh, so heart rate variability, like we talked about, it's very uh, connected to our mental health 
and mental stress. Uh, depression, anxiety, things like this can negatively affect it. So by tracking our heart rate variability, if we're improving that, we may see correlations between our anxiety, our depression, and our other uh, mood-related situations. So it's something to explore if you are uh, living with any of those conditions. Um, you know, HRV and sleep, it's another direct link right there. The more quality your sleep is, the better your heart rate variability is going to be. So by improving one, you're most likely improving the other. So definitely something to focus on there. Let's all right, so we're getting towards time. And like I said, one of the cool things we're going to do now is rather than me trying to cram everything in, we're going to stop at the right time, and I'll just continue this in another episode. But I want to take a few moments to talk about just like a couple different options as far as trackers. Uh, you know, so there is probably the best way to track anything heart-related is an electrocardiogram where they actually hook sensors up to your body and measure your heart rate, measure the variability, measure the, all the different things. Um, this can get expensive. It's time-consuming. It's a lot of work. There are some consumer-available products that actually make it pretty easy. The Probably the best one as far as like things that are available and easy to us are heart rate monitors. So companies like Garmin, Polar, other running companies, fitness companies, they make chest strap heart rate monitors that you can wear while you work out. And these are really great ways to get in-depth information about your heart, its health, your heart rate variability, um, some more daily wear type options. Is there's some apps on smartphones that some of them uh, probably not the most effective, but it's better than nothing if you're trying to figure out what your heart rate variability is. More interesting are these biofeedback devices. So things like your Apple Watch or the Whoop Strap or my personal favorite, the Aura Ring. Um, I'm re I recently recharged my Aura Ring. I don't know that I need to wear my Aura Ring during the day because the information that's most useful to me is the information you get while you're sleeping. So what I do is I put the Aura Ring on when I go to sleep. I wear it overnight, and in the morning, it gives me a score. It lets me know how ready for the day I am, how stressed out my body was, how my recovery was. It tells me all about my sleep cycles. The Aura Ring is a very, uh, a very, very cool way to track what's going on inside your body. I highly recommend it. Uh, like I said, I don't wear mine every day. I try to just wear it at night, but I get a lot of really cool information. Um, I think I mentioned the Aura Ring before, but like that's how I knew... Uh, when I had COVID was because I woke up one day and it was like, whoa, your temperature shot up. Your heart rate is down. Your breathing's down. It was essentially like a red flashing light saying, go get checked. Uh, so the Aura Ring is very powerful, very interesting. Um, and it's my favorite way to track my heart rate variability. But the Apple Watch does it now too, which is kind of cool because the Apple Watch is a nice all-in-one kind of tracker. That's what I look at during the day to keep track of things. And then at night, I wear the Aura Ring to get some really in-depth, really like almost clinical grade results. Um, so things to remember. The best way to track your HRV depends on the following things. Your individual needs and preferences, uh, how much money you have available or your finances, uh, because some of these things can be expensive or require uh, subscriptions or things like that. So uh, how much you want to spend, um, what works best for your lifestyle. Like sometimes being a chiropractor, it's not ideal for me to have a ring on because that can get in the way. So that's another reason that I prefer to wear the Aura Ring just at night. But I can wear my watch while I adjust people and that doesn't get in the way. So things like that. Like nobody wants to walk around wearing a Garmin chest strap all day. Uh, that would get old pretty quick. 
So think about what works best for you, what works with your finances, what works with your goals, and figure out how to track your HRV. Um, let me know what you find. Um, you know, the other thing is the accuracy, right? It depends on how much accuracy you require from your tracker. Um, higher accuracy things can be more expensive, uh, can be more cumbersome, but for some people, they really need that information. So something to consider. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do for today. Let me know what you liked about the podcast. Let me know if you have any questions. Like I said, we're going to dive deeper into heart rate variability. We'll talk more about ways to affect it. Uh, maybe give some examples that people share about their experience with heart rate variability. If there's anything you want to know or questions you have or things I can talk about in part two, hit me up. Let me know. As always, I am beyond grateful for you spending time with me today. I really appreciate you checking out the podcast, sharing it with your friends, liking it, and subscribing to it. That really helps the podcast grow in the rankings. Um, yeah. So get out there this week. Find something that makes you uncomfortable. Stretch your limits a little bit. Let's see what we can do to grow. Be happier. Be healthier. Um, yeah. And have a great day. Love and appreciate you. See ya. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please remember to share this podcast with your friends and family. Subscribe and review wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me on social at Moby Dickert and learn more about me and the podcast at thomasdickert.com.